welcome to a special edition of Fantasy Booking Friday. Um, I'm Jay Show, one of your hosts. Carissa's here as well. Say what's up, Carissa. Hi. And, and then we also have a super, super special guest, Mr. Phil Lindsay of the Rhapsody Podcast and a bunch of other places. You're doing so much cool stuff. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Super excited you're here. Um, we have a couple of like fantasy booking questions we're going to go through, and then we're going to get into our own promotional stuff. If you guys know the layout of the show, half is booking current storylines, and the other half is creating our own promotion. Um, so the first question we have is, how does Liv Morgan win a championship? Um, does anybody want to take this one first? I feel like this one is pretty current. We're recording this on the 30th of November. So next week on Raw, Liv has a title shot. Um, so if you want to book that into part of the storyline, that's up to you, or you can just take it from scratch. I'm going to want to go first. Um, it's tough because I don't think anybody expects Liv to beat Becky. Yeah. I don't think anybody's predicting her. She's going to win that match. Um, but I do feel like you can, um, you can book her as an underdog and get there eventually. Um, now, I'm not sure how do you do that because it. I don't know if I believe that Liv is hot enough right now that you can have her as the Royal Rumble winner, and that's the closest thing I can say to get her there. But yeah, I I don't know. Heading into WrestleMania, do you guys think like she's hot enough to win that? Um, I think going into Mania, I think we're looking at like a Bailey return, maybe, or a Sasha wins the Rumble or something like that with the four horse horsewomen. Um, I think Bianca will probably be involved with Becky. I, I really think it depends on if Bailey is ready. I think Bailey is like the um the question in the situation because Alex um from Sour Graps has said that he wants the four horsewomen to main event WrestleMania. And I think that's absolutely the way to go because we're not gonna have that in a couple years. So if we can get that, I would much prefer that than Liv get her moment now. Um but I I, I don't think Liv is ready for the rumble. I don't think so either. Um, I don't think Bailey's gonna be back by then either. I think Bailey, it sounds like she's gonna be back around April. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know. Um, oh, at that point, then you're, I don't know, having a baby face win with the Monday in the Bank briefcase is just so, I don't know, it's very hit or miss for me. Like sometimes it works, sometimes it just does not work. Like, I mean, I think it worked great for Big E this year, but not so great for Nikki. Um, it, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I it's tough. Understand what got out of the Nikki angle because look where she is now, and I'm. It was such a waste. All they always waste the women's money in the bank briefcase, except the first time they did the Carmella thing where they had a man win or whatever, and that was its own thing. But last year. Oscar just got um, Becky's belt, so I think they yeah. should have been here to prove to prove yeah, that I mean, they woman. But yeah, and I mean, I'm sitting here saying it doesn't always work for babyface, but I yeah. I thought Bailey's cash in is the best women's cash in. Um, yeah. But I don't know. Um, yeah, so I don't know. It feels like the time to do it was to make Liv Queen of the Ring. I didn't know why they decided not to. It was. And it sounded like that was, you know, if you believe the reports, like that yeah. was the plan. And so, I don't know. It seems like plans changed and we went with Selena thing. And Selena's great in a role, but I feel like yeah, they had... About Selena, Carissa will come at you right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but no, Selena's great in a role, but I feel like coming into it, like Liv had all the momentum and then they were just like, nope, we're just going to throw her in this title program with Becky. Um, so I think you could get there, but I feel like that's a ways away. I don't feel like making her champion is happening within, in the, in the next few months. That's my long way of going around the bush and saying this. Um, I feel like you can get her to the point, depending on who's champion, because I feel like the, the bigger problem with making her champion is nobody really believes she's going to be Becky and nobody definitely believes she's beating Charlotte. So... <laughs> I don't know. Um, I feel like I feel like you can get there sometime next year. If it was me, I I would 
not do what I know. Some people on the internet are probably saying like, oh, we'll strain this out and make her heal. I think she's actually a really good baby face. And I think if you keep her an underdog heading into like next year sometime, all, all the way up to SummerSlam, you can book that match and you can make her champion by then. Yeah, I had I had SummerSlam also. I I actually think it could be interesting. This is fantasy booking. I I one hundred percent think there's no way the WWE would have did this, but I think that they should have let um, Charlotte um, go to SmackDown, live stay on SmackDown. Charlotte um, keep the belt, rename the belts. Why is uh, why are they the Raw and SmackDown Women's Championships? Just make them Universal WWE, whatever it is. Um, <laughs> no title swap. But then. I think you have Liv go on a tear of all of the heels because it's like a heel majority roster right now. You can do Aaliyah, um, Shotzi, Sasha, all that stuff. Um, and I think you let her get a good spot in the Rumble. She's not going to win, but then you go to SummerSlam or so. Maybe in Mania, I don't know how strong they'll be around then also, like also, but I, I think SummerSlam would be the, ma the match for her against Charlotte. Um, and I think that that match could make her. If Charlotte will sell... For Liv. I don't know if they're friends or not. I don't know what it is, but if she'll sell, it could be one, a very good match. And two, if Vince, if Vince sees us supporting Liv enough, I think it's going to be like a, a Becky situation, even where it's just like it's unavoidable at, at some point. I think if they continue to mess this up, if they mess up this Becky thing, I think it's going to be super, super bad for them. And then Liv is going to take off. Maybe that's their plan. That's what I've come to terms with is maybe they do this stuff to make <laughs> us love them that much that we then make them push them. I don't know. But I think you need to take her off script for promos too. I don't know how much of um, yesterday's Mondays was um, scripted where she called out um, the releases of, of the riot squad um, and blamed it on Becky. I'm guessing that had to be scripted because I don't think she's blaming Becky for being released. So I think you should take her off script too because I think she can cut a pretty good promo. People say that she can. I just think it's the same thing with Ricochet is she can't cut their promos. So yeah. that's why it kind of turns out robotic. What do you think, Carissa? I'm kind of going to have to agree with you guys. I think SummerSlam, she might end up winning the title, but I don't think it would be Becky at that time that would have the title. Or yeah, or Charlotte. I don't think any of them would have the title at that time because you know, WrestleMania, of course, women are are you know going to main event you know the first night. So I feel like it could be somebody else. I, I just don't know exactly who it could be, but I know for sure um, it's a possibility she can win it at SummerSlam. Yeah, I think the I think the matches are Mania right now. I think the main event is Becky and Bianca, and. I, I think that's just their strongest choice right now. Becky has said that she wanted that match at Mania with Bianca and Bianca to go over. She said that on the MMA hour with Juani. Uh, I think that's a smart decision. I, Bianca is a main eventer. She main evented this last Mania, and I think that she would do great in that spot also. And it would be full circle because both of the winners of the women's main events would be facing each other. Um, but then I don't know where that leaves a bunch of other people on the card Um I think it was pretty obvious that Bianca and Sasha had to main event this year and they had to have a match, but I don't know where we go with Charlotte. What What's going to happen on SmackDown? Who, who will even be the champion at that time? I, I don't know what they're doing with Charlotte right now because we saw her get a 30-day reign and not even a 30-day reign. She had like what, a, a one-day reign just so she could get the numbers and now she's like, champion and beating people who she doesn't need to beat anymore she could have lost to Bianca and everybody would have been fine I just don't I don't understand how we got here with Charlotte or how we even get out of this now because Tony's not beating her no at all and when do they do that match I don't know I I Probably just don't day one I I would assume yeah, I so but how are you going to stretch it until then? Is she going to get pied in the face every week? Is that what we're going to do? Because I will lose my shit if Tony's getting pied in the face every week. I, I can't. I love Charlotte, too. Like, I, I actually like her. Like, I understand she's Charlotte. But, like, I actually like, I like her wrestling. And I think she's a great heel. I just don't know why we need to put her in this position where it's, like, she's untouchable. 
Yeah, I actually think that they waited too long with Liv. I think Liv should have beat Charlotte a year ago. I think when Charlotte was NXT champion and they had uh, that program going, I think that was the time. You could have easily had her beat Charlotte and go back to NXT with the title and have like a decent little run. Um, and now she's just kind of, I don't know, she's floating. And I feel like that happens a lot with Charlotte where I feel like somebody should have beat her a year ago and then they wait and then they go, okay, well, here's a win. They did it with Oscar. I mean, they did it with Rhea kind of, even though Rhea never really beat her. Um, <laughs> um, like it, I don't know. They, they do this a lot with her where she wins a match. She doesn't really need to win. And then the person she beats just kind of left in limbo. Um, and I'm, it's weird because I feel like the story is there for Liv to beat Charlotte eventually. Um, but I feel like putting them on different brands kind of just threw that out the window. So um, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you could. Uh, I feel like you can book this thing where she could end up um, in a title match by SummerSlam. The question is, who is it with? Because I don't know, man. Like the problem is, like they had. I feel like Liv is popular, but I don't feel like they've made her a believable threat yeah. to anybody as champion. And right. I feel like that's because she doesn't really beat anybody that's credible. And I feel like they do that a lot with their women. Um, and it's because, you know, wins and matters don't really, you know, wins and losses don't really matter there. Like, they, yeah. it's just kind of like people just get thrown in a title picture. Like Tony Storm right now. Tony Storm has beat nobody and she's just in the title picture. Um, yeah. And so I feel like if, I feel like if you book her to lose, which is gonna happen, she's gonna lose to Becky. I feel like you can you can do a good story of her making her way back up to to the title picture by beating other credible women, and I feel like that should be the way to go. I don't feel like yeah. you should be just going, "Hey, she's popular, so here," and because in the long run, like I feel like once you put the title on her. Um, it isn't going to go anywhere because that was kind of the thing with Rhea as champion as well. It was kind of like, well, it's Rhea's time, but Rhea hadn't really beat anybody ahead of the title match at Mania. So once she got the title, it was just like, all right, where do we go from now? <laughs> and nobody knew. I also think that Liv hasn't really has she had a singles match on the pay per view card, not on the pre show or anything like that. No, right? Uh, wasn't a, wasn't an Italia match on a pay per view card? But it was wait, it it wasn't it wasn't on. Was it was it the kickoff for WrestleMania or was it on the main card? Carissa's my walking encyclopedia. She would know. I think it was I, the kick. Yeah, because they used that. They used that. Remember when they were promoting the Carmella thing? Was that she didn't have a match on a on a pay per view card? So that's what I'm gonna go with because she she had match um Carmella on the kickoff and she lost on the kickoff too. Which is, yeah, which is I think it, but she beat Natty on a pay per view, and I think it was a kickoff. I yeah, I can't remember. I think it was WrestleMania. Okay. Um, oh. I'm just trying to. I'm my issue with Liv is we know that she can go. It's just the general like wrestling world who actually goes to these shows. I don't think they know that. She hasn't really yeah. been able to have matches where she can show what she can do. She's not getting time. The only time women really get match length is if you're in the main event with one of the Horace women or you're Bianca now, or if you're on a pay-per-view and women don't get booked into mid-card matches on the pay-per-view. So I don't, I think that she needs multiple strong showings that she can, she can be really good in the ring one and two, she needs to beat people. Yeah, Like it's, this, it's not that hard in order to do this <laughs> stuff for her. Like, we could have done this already. Like she could have been prepped and ready before she got to Raw, I guess. I don't know why she's on Raw. But if you really want to get her out of that, I think you just got to find her a tag partner. I don't know who you would do. Nobody really matches with Liv. But you use the woman's tag belts to get her on SmackDown and let her go go challenge like they did with Sasha and Bailey with the, when Bailey had the belt and Sasha was trying to challenge on Raw. If they wanted to, if they wanted to, they could make it happen because they don't care about the brand split anyway. So I just, I still don't think they see it in her enough. Because if I they did, either. they wouldn't put her in this predicament right now. Yeah. It, yeah, and it, it was a kickoff. It was WrestleMania 36. Okay. Um, it's night two. Yeah, I, and I, I love Liv too. I think she has so, so much potential. Like, I, I just I, don't. Yeah. I don't trust I, them with her. 
I think there's a very specific crowd that really likes live from what yeah. I've, I've what I've seen. Um, there are a lot of like um, diehard re- women's wrestling fans that love live, and mm-hmm. you know some of them are the are the leftovers from the divas fans. They love live, and so it's weird because I feel like that should be enough to get her over, but I don't feel like like you said that mainstream fans or you know other yeah. fans are as into live as people say and i mean i was thinking that at money in the bank because people kept saying she should be the money in the bank winner and when she came out i was like i don't know the reaction isn't there um yeah. when you, when you compared her reaction to naomi's and oscar's that night it wasn't close and people yeah. kept telling me she's popular and i was like she is online but i don't know if it's like that in the arenas that's a wider conversation too, is there's lots of people who are popular online and it doesn't translate to like TV and all that stuff. And that's why a lot of us will get so upset when she doesn't get a push, but it's it's not that she's not popular. She's just not popular in general, I guess. Not that she's like not over. I mean, she's yeah. over-ish, no, I would I, say. I, I think she's very over with a certain crowd. I, I don't think that I would say that she is over- like I, if, if you if you say somebody's over, like Naomi's over, like yes. I don't think she's as as over as Naomi. Oh my God, where does Naomi play into this? I because I think Naomi would have to beat Charlotte. So if Naomi beats Charlotte, then where do we? I feel like I don't want to turn this into a book book down fantasy book Naomi. Okay. <laughs> Naomi is is the early favorite for me to win the Rumble. It makes all the sense in the world for her to win the Rumble. I like that. Um, I don't I don't feel like there's anybody else that they've done anything with that makes sense to win the rumble. Um and the, the stories are all there. It's like the stuff with Sonya's there. Um yep. you can say stuff like her being left out and everything she did from the Divas era up to get yep. women to the point black women to the point where they could main event WrestleMania and she didn't get that spot. Like it's a story there and I feel like she should be the one. She should be the one to win the rumble. And I don't know if the opponent is Charlotte, but that makes sense as well because they never really had that match when yeah. she was champion. Carissa, what do you think? What do you think about like the Naomi Charlotte live being over stuff? Um, I mean, I kind of do want to see Naomi challenge for this title. I, I think she's also a favorite in you know winning like winning the wrong way. You have Liv, who has a one-one Naomi, who's been with the company for. 10 11 years now she hasn't won happy birthday to naomi by the way we're recording it on her birthday so happy birthday to naomi <laughs> happy birthday naomi <laughs> um who else um sasha also she hasn't won a rumble she's yeah. participated in one all of them no one i think she was only in the first oh, not with rousey she wasn't in the one with rousey right yeah and she then was she the was injured time. the other one she yeah she was injured the other one too Mm-hmm. Okay, and so there's Rhea too. So, I think I think Rhea is a viable. Wait, so she participated in 2018, which was the first ever one. Uh, 2019, she challenged for the title. Uh, 2020, um, believe she was out. I believe she was like doing stuff for the Mandalorian or whatever. Um, and then in 2021, she was champion. Okay. Yeah. 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 And she was Iron Woman in the first one, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah. Um, I think Bianca broke her record. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I think, yeah, I think Natty broke it the next year or something like that. But, okay. Um, but, yeah, I think she's the first other ever, you know, Iron Woman in a Rumble match. Um, but I don't know. I feel like I feel like there's more of a story of Naomi winning it. Like, I and I know depending who you ask, some people are going to be like, oh, Sasha has to win it. Um the thing is, I feel like you can put Sasha in the title picture without her winning easily. Yeah. I mean, they did that with Rhea, too. So I just said Rhea should win the Rumble, but I guess she she was in the last year. So she yeah. would just... Um, okay, we have another question. And this one is might be a little bit harder to think about. Um, how does Cody Rhodes turn heel? <laughs> Which is a... Um, okay, so we're recording this the day before Dynamite in Georgia. Um, where he's facing Andrade in the street fight. Um, first, do you think that has any effect on his heel turn or if he is going to turn heel at all or if he's going to play tweener forever? 
Um, I think I think the response to him in Atlanta is going to be very telling because um, it's his hometown. Um, if he gets booed in his hometown, um, I think it's going to change, you know, the perception around him quite a bit. Because I think so far people are just like, oh, well, people are just booing him to boo him. And man, listen, it's fun to boo him. It is. <laughs> it is very fun to boo him. Um, he's just falling into that spot where it's just it, it's fun to boo him. He plays it up really well. Um, he comes out, he does his over the top grandiose <laughs> entrance yeah. that is just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it all works. Um, so I don't know. I feel like in order to turn him heel now, I feel like there are things that they should avoid doing. Like, I know people are like, oh, well, the second he turns heel, he's going to challenge for the world title. I don't think they should do that because I think that's very predictable. And I actually think that's what some people want him to do. Um, and if you're going to be a heel, that's rule number right. one. You're not supposed to give the fans what they want. Yeah. Um, and I think he should be the first guy to pin somebody that nobody wants him to pin. And I think that is the thing that is going to get him booed even louder than he's getting booed right now. Like, could you imagine if he's the first guy to pin Adam Cole? I was thinking about that earlier. I was like, I I literally would, like, die. My, <laughs> my line of thinking was that, okay, he needs to face somebody from the WWE when he turns heel. He needs to, like, that's what Brian, Fish, Cole, Punk, my choice was Punk. Um, I think he needs to hit a pedigree on Punk. Because I Whoa. think you just got, you got to go full, full with the pedigree, full Hunter. Um <laughs> And I, they also have some history as well. You could play off of um, Cody lost the tag titles to Punk also. Um, Punk should say that Cody should be grateful for all of the money that he's brought in. And then Cody needs to tell Punk, well, tell the fans that Punk wouldn't be back if it wasn't for him. Um, which, I mean, I guess you could argue it probably. Um, and then I think, I, I actually probably agree that you shouldn't put him in the Rumble. But before I was thinking that you put him in the Double or Nothing Battle Royal. Um, and you have um, Punk eliminate him at the end and Punk can go challenge for the title or whatever. Um, but then I think you also have to have him pin Punk after, I don't know if you can have Punk lose. It depends who the champion is. Um, I mean, if he if he beats MJF now and MJF becomes champion, I think you can have him lose to MJF there and then something like that. But um, I think Cody and Punk would be interesting just because of how much um, Punk hates the WWE. And I think Cody's heel turn needs to be him becoming what he once hated in the WWE. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's Punk because I feel like, I feel like they're doing enough with Punk where they're teasing whether he is going to actually turn at this point. Cause he's yeah. done, he's done oh, yeah. things so far that are like, I don't know. They, right. they could go either way with this. Um, I feel like it has to be somebody that people like legitimately love. And I mean, punk is punk is one of them. Um, it's, it's tough, but I like, cause I feel like that's part of why people were ready to boo him. If he beat Malachi, cause people yeah. want to like Malachi, regardless if he's a heel or not. Yeah. Um, and like you said, punk's the same sentence. I feel like there are certain guys that, that fans, no matter what side of the fence they fall on, they're like, no, they they want this guy to succeed, so they don't want this guy to get pinned. Um, yeah, I I don't know, man. I feel like if you there's a very good way to do this when you bring in the next crop of people that they sign um, from the releases, yeah. and um, man, it's it's a few guys on that list of people that people absolutely love, and like if. They the first thing they do is they come in and lose to Cody. It, I mean, it would be worth it just to see people get so mad about it. Yeah, I think it would be great. I honestly, people want. Um, I think if you do something like, no, you can't do that to Owens. I thought that'd be so interesting if you just pin Owens on his first night, but they won't do that to him. They like him too much. But um, a punk has. I mean, punk. Wow. Cody has said that he wants to face Cole. And that was the first person out of that group that he wanted to face. The Brian, Punk, and Cole group is he wants to face Cole. So I think Cole is a possibility. What What do you think, Carissa? Yeah, I, I kind of want to see um, him versus Adam Cole. I mean, 
know. I don't know if they faced each other, you know, in Ring of Honor. Because I know Adam Cole left sometime in 2017 to join WWE. And um, I believe uh, Cody was there from December 2016 to like sometime in 2018. So I think, you know, they're former Bullet Club members, you know, that's something they can play off of that. Um, uh, Adam yeah. Cole was kicked out of the Bullet Club in Ring of Honor. Uh, and Cody, I still haven't figured out. I, like, I'm still like doing my research on him, but all I know is that he was in the Bullet Club, you know, uh, he was really big with the, the faction. But I think that's one of the things they can play off the most, which is the Bullet Club history. Yeah. So this this is my thought and I've been I've been thinking this in my mind <laughs> since you brought up Cody. I think cuz I know people are going into Sammy is possibly going to have the Scorpio match eventually. I think a good way to make him heal without just saying he's healed is to have Cody beat Sammy and be TNT champion again. People would be so mad that he's champion again first of all. <laughs> but then you can do what he did before, and you don't have to do the open challenges, but you can have him come come in and go, no, I did the open challenges before, and look what they got me. You know, I, I did this for this person. I did that for per- this person. And go, nope, from now on, the door is closed. There are no more open challenges. And him just, you know, defending this title and cheating to keep the title. And I feel like that's a good way to – because I feel like in a lot of ways he's – I don't, I don't want to say he's the best TNT champion, but I feel like you can make a case that that could be his belt going down yeah. the line. And, I mean, that doesn't mean that he has to be, you know, um, the end-all, be-all, but I feel like you can give him another reign with that title and so that he becomes kind of synonymous with that belt. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think, I think him being champion is going to make so many people upset. I think that would definitely be the right way to go. Um, I'm just wondering, what do you think they end up doing with, what is it called? Um, are they the Nightmare Factory? No, the Nightmare Collective or something? I don't know. They, do they use Factory or no? Because of QT Marshall. I forgot exactly what the word was. I think oh, they, yeah. I think... Okay. I don't, because I know they did it's the... him. Because I think it's, it's him, uh, his brother, uh, Lee Johnson, uh, yep. and Brock Anderson. They're just the nightmare factors. They're not the collective anymore. That that name was like taken off TV for a while now. Okay. The whole thing. Uh, do, do you think he has to turn against them? He has to, right? Because I don't think they're gonna let Arn and stuff be healed. But they yeah, can't. But see, leave, they can't leave those little boys alone. But but see, I think um, that's the other thing that makes it interesting because a lot of people are like, it seems like he's in his own universe sometimes and he's got all these other people in there and i think that's why it makes it even more interesting if he becomes tnt champion because you can have all of those guys that step up to try and challenge him like your lee johnson's of the world um like five and all of these guys that are kind of came up under him and he can have good matches with them um and then that's an even more case why when you bring in more signees like man when swerve comes in People are gonna want Swerve to be a champion, and if Swerve is, if Cody is standing in his way, <laughs> that is interesting. You've got so many guys that could challenge him and be interesting. Even Keith Lee, I mean, like there's so many guys that he could do good programs with coming in as champion. I okay, Swerve is where I draw the line. You cannot beat Swerve when he comes in. I, I don't think that he should either, but I just think the I just think the idea if you have him beat enough people getting right. up to Swerve, so people right. think there that go. there's a chance that he buries Swerve. I yeah. think that's I think that's good television. Yeah, if I, I Swerve, I would be real tears, real tears. Oh my god, Rhapsody would be hilarious. Oh I think I think it'd be hilarious. I would love to see Reg just go off on Cody. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think all of the I think it would all be great because I just think people already have this idea in their mind of who he is. Yeah. And so I think him just, you know, leaning even more into it and becoming champion and you know, beating all of people's faves as champion, I think that would be great. I I think an underrated aspect of a heel turn is you need to let Brandy go over some people too. And that I, I got this I got the chills because I don't want I don't want that. But I 
I think you just have to play it off. And I know Brandy would love it because I know she wants to be a champion one day. Don't give her the belt though. Brand, Brandy, her. Brandy is TBS champion in 2022. <laughs> Brandy beats Jade. For oh my god! Oh my god! I would de I would deactivate my Twitter account I, that day. <laughs> I love. Brandy and all, but I she doesn't need a title to keep herself. She does not. I think just have her, just have her go like you know make somebody else good in the ring, like an Anna J or a Take On to you know when they're champion. Don't you know? Don't have her go over. Make the champion go over the challenger. Yeah, I. Cody has said he said this on Road to the Top. Road to the Top that she needs to become like undeniably good. And then people will respect her. And I just think the level of competition is too high for that, though. Can we like, get her to an undeniable talent level like a Thunder Rosa? I mean, no. Well, I mean, I don't think she's a bad wrestler. The thing is, I just yeah. feel like the level of competition is just right. that much higher. Like, um, I don't know, man. Because yeah. I don't think she looked bad in that tag championship. Um, I right. mean, the tag tournament. But the thing is, people will never acknowledge that because people just don't like her. So, <laughs> and I, I mean, when you put her in a ring with other wrestlers in that, you know, in that roster, nah, I just don't think she's ever going to be on of that caliber. Right. Like, I feel like the best way she can do it is, you know, being like this, you know, what Steph was as champion, being a heel champion that, that wins by cheating and runs away. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. I, how I'm trying to think of how heavy how heel heavy the woman's roster is. I mean, you could put her over some of the young, the young people like um, Layla Hirsch and and Red Velvet and stuff like that, and that'll get her some some good heat. But like, I, you could even no, put her over in a heel versus heel thing. Penelope Ford is fine. Like some people who just like don't, uh, they would put her over Ty and over Jay and over Anna, and that would just hurt me from the inside out. But that means that they would have to do it. Um, but there's there's reason for her to go back to an Anna J feud. Like there's yeah. plenty of reason for it. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, whether people like it or not, I think that she's at her best as a promo. I don't think she's great in ring, but I think that she's better not as a promo. The Jane promo, but in promos. Um, yeah. I mean, I you know, I have I, I have a hot take on that, but I might keep that one to myself. <laughs> because I don't know. I think people jump on her for that 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 promo, which mm. it wasn't great, but I think she saved that segment. I feel like that segment was gonna nosedive if she didn't step in. I I agree. I think it's I I just think it was some of the words that she used and the tone that she Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wait. No, I think it's like the way she said it, and you know, I guess she wanted to have some sort of accent. She didn't really need it. And I want to know how did she get the green light from Tony to say that live on air? Tony probably doesn't know what some of that stuff means. To be real with you, I don't think he understood that it was well, like you don't say that stuff. Well, well, the story is that she didn't have any of that plan. She just watched um, Jay do her promo, and then she came out and reacted in real time. I don't want to talk to Brandy. Um, if she, if that, then that has to be like real. That has to be like a like an actual promo she cut. I don't know, like. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't planned. It it was it was right. completely like off much, the top of her head. Right, like how much is Brandy Rhodes, and how much of that was Brandy Runnels? Like I don't. I don't know. I've yeah. I've said many times that I would love to interview Brandy because I have so many questions, <laughs> so many things I would love to ask her. Um, and that's not to drag her. I just have so many things that I'm like legitimately She's a successful curious. black woman. I love to see it. I love it. I love it. It's just a little bit, little bit concerning sometimes. Uh, okay, to transition. Um, I mine actually kind of involves some AW stars, but the, the next portion we're gonna switch up the how we draft our promotions and stuff but i i think we should focus on one active star any promotion or whatever and then we're going to book their journey to a championship within our own promotion where they have to beat like five or so people um i can go first to demonstrate if that's helpful for you guys or you think you got it okay so the person i chose was big swole 
I love Big Swole. She recognized me like two days ago, so I freaked out. And I, I swear, I can't wait until she's champion. But um, I actually kind of had some um, people from all different promotions that I would want to see her with. Um, I think she should she should start by beating somebody like a Mercedes Martinez. Um, I'm I'm really interested in that match. Um, Mercedes is a veteran, obviously. I think they would look so good together in the ring. Um, I, I think their styles would match also. Then from there, I want her to meet a dude. I want her to beat like a like a Sammy Guevara, maybe, or something like that. That might be a little bit too high up, but um I I feel like she could do it too, and it would be believable. Um, so I think she could do that. Um, and then from there, I think she would go for like a Sasha Banks or Bianca Belair, um, somebody to make her look really, really strong. Um, either one doesn't really matter the order, but I think those would also be super great matchups for her. Um, and then I, I think the person she would need to be to become champion, in my opinion, would be like a Jade Cargill. Jade might not be the best in the ring now. Um, but I think there's a story between the two of them that they are both um, physically strong and they're both imposing presences, no matter like the height difference or whatever. Um, but I, I think they would have a really, a really strong feud. And I think that you would be able to bring in Velvet and and have Velvet back up Big Swole or something like that. And Velvet could eventually try to turn and Swole could beat her or whatever and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I think Swole's a champion in the making, and I think that the, the path would have to include a, a guy somewhere along there to make it more interesting, at least in my opinion. I think that would be cool to see. Yeah, I mean, I think they've kept that uh, matchup off television long enough where we haven't seen Swole versus Jade. So I feel like that is eventually going to be a big dream match for some people. Um, and, you know, quote-unquote dream match. Like, I don't... Uh, I, I will say, like, it's a match people will want to see. You know, right. let me rephrase that. I don't want people to come to your podcast and go, oh, he thinks that's a dream match. Because, you know, for wrestling fans, we'll do that. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Carissa, what are you thinking? Who do you have that you would want to see be champion and what's their path? Um, I kind of I kind of want to see Sonya Deville as a champion. I mean, you know, she's been with the company for, like, six years now. And, you know, she's had a couple matches, you know happened already but i think you know she just had she had that long hiatus and you know she hasn't been active in the ring because i'm not gonna count the match that she had on smackdown because that wasn't right guess what right. an actual wrestling match i feel like you know she deserves to be champion because she's fought tooth and nail you know to be the best and i think i want to see her in matches with uh, Sasha Banks, who she has a history with, because in 2017, if you guys remember, she was an absolutionist. She was one of the women that attacked Sasha Banks, and they've had, I think, three matches on Raw, and they've been pretty solid so far, but I think, you know, what we saw recently on SmackDown, the conversation they had on TV, I think that just added more fuel to the fire and having her come back to the room. And I expect her to come back in January for the Rumble. So I really want to see her against Sasha Banks. Um, I I want to see Sonya against my 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 girls, Lena Vega. I mean, in New Jersey and New Yorker. I mean, those two are just amazing on the mic together. Like their promo skills are like better than anybody else's. I think on, in WWE. I don't think it's just because they're Northeastern women, but <laughs> it's just the way, the way, of like, oh, the way of like how they um deliver. Like, WWE, as, yes, they deliver it really well, but I feel like if they did it off script, like, with no script or, like, nothing, they just did it, you know, out of the blue, um, like, an improv, I think those two would be fantastic in the ring together. Are you? I never pause. Said. I gotta pause you. Okay. Male or female? Or in general, best promo. General. General. Mm. Um, mm. Wait, 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 wait. I was. I could. I can go for a case for female. I was like, okay, maybe. I mean, Charlotte, but like Becky, but like Thrasher's over there too. Like, I think. I think they're strong mid card promos. I think that's what that is, and. 
they might be good, like pretty good promos once the four horsewomen aren't aren't there anymore. I feel like they're too steep competition, especially for like a championship run for a promo segment or anything like that. And and guys, I after I, I think there's too many strong male promos to even try to compete them. Yeah, I, I see your point. I mean, you know, if we're if we're going general, I think you know, I don't think she'll be like the greatest promo of all time. Like you said, like, she is a mid card. She's a mid card. I think there once, we go. Once, yep. Yeah, but like once the horsewomen are gone and they're doing other stuff, she's gonna be one of the top women there, along with you know Amanda Rose. Um, Zelina, of course, and Olive yes. Morgan, they're all going to be, you know, the new top women in WWE once the horsemen are gone. Yeah. You still have, like, what? Is it three people? Three. You got, well, okay. Three. So, I think my next one would have to be Sonia against Liv Morgan. Okay. I, ho- I hope you're, um, like, saving one name I'm thinking of. I really hope so. Which one is that? Well, I'll tell you at the end if you don't if we don't get there. Mm. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so I never seen them in a. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I never seen Liv and Sonya go head to head in singles competition. They they were in NXT together, but I never you know seen a a match against them because I know. Two totally different competitors, but yet they're just powerful in a way. Um, I think my next two, like if we're going off WWE, I think want to see her. Ooh, against Utami from Stardom, mm. the number two ranked um, female in the um, PW Women's PWI. I think I've seen I've seen clips of Utami and she's amazing. Like she's been wrestling for not that long and like seeing the things that she can do in the ring, I'm like, that's one hell of a match right there. Yep. Have Utami and Sonia. And then my final one would definitely have to be Sonia against Thunder Rosa. Hmm. Okay. They Mine- both- I think I okay. Sorry, sorry. I'm oh, ready. They're, they're both they're both training in MMA, so it's like yeah. Okay. I think you need to put her up against Shayna at some point. I think that's a story waiting to tell itself. Um, yeah. They're, they're I, yeah. So that was the one that I had. I think you got to you could circle back to that Mandy feud too. You just got to shape it up a little bit and do it a little bit better. Um, and give them a little bit more of a build. I, I think the Otis stuff kind of clouded it for me, like to go from a love storyline to kind of feuding them. I think you can just do it naturally. It's just they are best friends and they turn on each other. They do that storyline all the time, but it'll work. They did it with Sasha right. and Bailey. So right. man, if if you wanted to, you could easily circle back and do the hair versus hair match that they didn't do. Um uh yeah, there's a lot of ways you can do that. You can you can have Sonya go down to NXT and do the title versus title match eventually. There's ways to do that. Um, but I definitely agree that Shayna and Sonya need to happen. Um, I don't remember which WrestleMania that was, but when they were backstage and they had the suits on and they did like that um, stare down, and I was like, why have they not booked this match yet? Yeah. Oh, that, that was... That was they this, both have said this year. That, that was this year they did that, that picture. That was, yeah, that was this year. Maybe they're by the way, by the way, Sonia and Mania. Wait, by the way, Sonia and Mania are the two sweetest women in the whole world that you you'll ever meet. Just saying, just putting it out there. I love them so So that has to go. So what are you thinking? Who's who's the one person and what's their journey? So is this just any promotion if I'm booking my own promotion or yep. yep. You can go out from anywhere. You're gonna put me on the spot and have me be the only person that doesn't pick woman here. I think if anybody <laughs> out of the, out of the world that I would love to see them get like a good journey on like mainstream television is Jonathan Gresham. 
Like, I feel like he is a guy that could change everything. Like, Jonathan Gresham is my guy. Like, I feel like he should be the guy that everybody is looking at right now. I know everybody's like, Keith Lee, this guy, that guy. I think it should be Jonathan Gresham. Um, and to me, I would book him in like a long, year-long thing where he wins all these accolades on his way up to being a world champion. And not just being a world champion, but I feel like he needs to be on a pedestal in ways that not a lot of black wrestlers are. Um, to be candid for a moment, I spoke to him earlier. I did an interview with him. And he was like, um, you know, when they do a lot of these technical wrestling lists, when they do the, you know, uh, Wrestling Observer Awards, like the, like he's a lot of times the only black wrestler they mention as a top technical wrestler. And I feel like that's a shame. It isn't just because there are more technical wrestlers. I feel like, you know, yeah, he should be there, but I still feel like he doesn't get the status that he deserves among so many, so many wrestlers. And so for me, if I had to book him, I would have him come straight in. And whenever they announce the, um, the Owen Hart cup, I think he should be the winner. I should think he should have a run where he beats guys like, like Danielson and Lee Moriarty and Garcia, all of these guys where he, you know, shows he's one of the greatest technical wrestlers in the world. And then maybe you can bring Zack Sabre Jr. over and have him have a match with him, like along the way. And then like eventually when he becomes champion, like I don't necessarily feel like he needs to beat this technical savant, but I do think that he should beat somebody where he just like proves like, no, I just completely out wrestled them. Um, and it needs to be somebody that I think people consider like an all-time great. Um, and that's why I'm like, I kind of don't want to blow the Danielson match early, but I do feel like beating him in a tournament and beating guys that people are already saying should win the Owen Hart um, Cup would be a big deal. Um, but I also feel like there's something to having him and Lee Moriarty have like this, like Brett versus Sean slash like, CM Punk versus um, Brian um, feud going up to a title feud that I think would be great. Yeah, that's literally I've been crying the whole day because CM Punk and Lee Moriarty got announced this morning and I've been emotional ever since. Um, and I think that's a really emotional story you can tell. And I and I think that we see emotions within matches, obviously, like we saw it within the Sasha and Bianca match, but they don't really let us utilize the emotions that black people and black fans have within storylines and they could easily did that with Sasha and Bianca and they said it once that it was like a historic match or something like that but it's a bigger story and I think that that would that would really lend itself in in the Gresham and and Lee match um honestly I, I think that I think we're gonna end up with some type of stable with Brian and Garcia or something like that um so I, I, I would be interested to see how that would work as well. And I, I really am intrigued to see where, where Gresham ends up or if he's even thinking about it right now because of Terminus and stuff like that. So he might just be like Terminus for now. Um, but yeah, I'm intrigued regardless. I, I, I think. Mean, yeah. I mean, I know that he's one of those guys. He wants to do things his own way. He wants to make his own path. You know, he wants to create viable alternatives. And so, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't sign anywhere for like a year and he just does his own thing. Um, but I think that he should sign with a big company because I think he belongs on network television. Yeah. And I mean, whether that's with AEW, whether that's somewhere else, I don't know. But I feel like AEW is the best place just because there's so many great technical wrestlers there. And there's so many guys that he can have those like, dream matchups with like i feel like the match with danielson is i is the obvious one but i i'm telling you like matches with garcia and like all these other guys they have on that roster i mean man even if you're just putting him in there with leo or dante like i'll take it yeah yeah i i honestly i'm so intrigued to see if AEW is because but they're like December 31st or something like that, or January 1st is when they can start to reach out and stuff. So I'm, if they contacted somebody about Jay, they need to be contacting somebody about Jonathan. Yeah. 
Well, I'm not sure if Jay reached out to them first because it seems like he you know, told them he I was done with his country. Because he said on the media scrum for Full Gear that, you know, five days prior, I guess, his contract ending, he actually was released and he was granted it. And he said that Tony was the one that reached out to him. Gotcha. And they had a okay. conversation. Um, so somebody had to then, tell Tony something him off. Probably, probably one of the EVPs because they worked in the Memorial of Honor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, yeah, you man, you still got matches he could do with Jay Lethal and AEW. Um, man, I don't know what Ring of Honor status is, but like, if uh, Ring of Honor gets back up, we're not seeing Jonathan anywhere. But I mean, still, even if Ring of Honor comes back, I don't think it's coming back as like what it was. I don't think it's going to be like this thing where people are contracted. Yep. And so I say that to say. Jonathan Gresham showing up in the Owen Cup tournament with the Ring of Honor World Championship around his waist would be amazing. Yeah. Oh my God, that'd be a great and, vision. And winning the cup with the with the title still draped over his shoulder. Sign me up. <laughs> yeah, I think you just booked it perfectly. Yeah. Okay, I think that's how we got to end the show. We got to let Jonathan Gresham have his moment at the end. I think that's what we got to do. Um, but. Let the people know where they can find you, Phil, and then we'll do our stuff separately. What do you oh, got going perfect. on? I, I mean, you can find me on Twitter at PhilDL616. I'm sure people will show up to argue with me or whatever else they want to do. Um, <laughs> uh, you can, uh, of course, um, find me on Saturdays um, at noon Eastern with Will and Righteous Reg on Grapsity. Um, follow the Grapsity Pod at Grapsity Pod, of course. Um, and you know, since I mentioned um, my man Gresham, go follow Terminus Pod, Ter- Terminus Pro, man. You know, go follow what him and Baron Black are doing. Yep, I think t- my interview with Terminus is dropping tomorrow. So by this time, my interview with Terminus will be up also. So you can go check that out. And I don't know when yours is going to be out, but if it's out, I'll make sure that it's linked in the description by the time that we post this. Carissa, where yeah. can people find you? All right, so um, you guys can find me on my Instagram at Carissa dot underscore. Um, you guys can also find me on my Twitter at Carissa L five seventeen. I post a lot of uh, wrestling, K pop, and all that stuff. Yeah, so go check me on there. Yeah, and you guys can find me at J Shell Nicole. Right? Oh God, I'm so bad at this. Right over here, we all got our um, our little ads on the on the overlays. If you're watching um, via YouTube, um, and make sure you guys. Follow Bodyslam.net on Twitter at Bodyslam.net. Um, subscribe to the channel. Check out our website. I'm always writing stuff over there, whether it be editorials or just general news coverage. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for watching. We hope you enjoyed this special edition of Fantasy Booking Friday with our special guest, Mr. Phil Lindsay. And we hope that you guys have an amazing day. Bye.